0: hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies, Live In Word with Pastor Mansa Otebill. And now today's word. Joseph changed his garment. Let's look at Ruth. Ruth's garment were the garments of desolation, the widow's garments. Both she and her mother-in-law had lost their husband. Both of them were in mourning. Both of them had given up hope of having new husbands. And they lived in the same home. May I just suggest to you, when you live in a home with somebody who has the same problem as you have, complains about the same thing you're complaining with, it's most likely your attitude will not change. Because failure likes companions. The people, same people who sit under the same mango tree, drinking the same pito, drinking the same whatever they drink, playing the same games, whether it's cards or dummy or wari, saying the same things, complain about the same things. And the next morning you meet them and the same things. As a matter of fact, you could actually go to that meeting put a tape recorder out there at the meeting, record the conversation, and the next day keep quiet and just play the conversation. It's the same thing. People are telling the same stories, same proverbs, same. And that's what has happened to Ruth. She and her husband and the the mother-in-law are in the same boat. Ruth's garments were the garments of a widow. They represent lifeless living. What is lifeless living? Lifeless living is when you are alive but dead. Every part of you shows that you are living but something is dead inside you. It's interesting when 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 Ruth was vowing to Naomi, she ends by saying, "Where you die, I will die; not where you live." you die I mean she's seeing finality with her life I'm going nowhere I'll be loyal I'll stay with you I'll be with you I will die with you it's a good promise but it's not very hopeful it's she's a living dead person she's going through the motions gets up in the morning has a bath, brushes her teeth sits down with her mother-in-law they chat of, about good old days when they had husbands and how the enemy came against their husbands and how life is cruel. Remember the mother-in-law, Naomi, she had changed her name to Mara, bitter. Now, if you are a widow living with a widow called bitter, you need to change your clothing. Her garments represented isolated existence. She was living in a country where the only person she knew of was a bitter woman with disappointed dreams. She has no relative. She's in isolation. She couldn't even mix with other people. When she went to glean food, she went alone. She went at a time when other people would not see her. She's ashamed of herself. She's ashamed of her garment. She's ashamed of her story. And she's wearing this garment. Everywhere she goes, everybody knows that's a, that's a widow. That's a widow. That's a widow. That's a widow. And if you know anything about how human beings think, sometimes they think, well, you know, she's a widow, but you don't know, maybe she killed her husband. The saddest thing you can tell a widow is that she's a source of her husband's death. In Ghana, we wouldn't even say she killed her husband; we say she ate the husband. (laughs) She ate him. So people are the rumors in town. Look at her, you know this woman. Hey, this family is by luck. Look at the woman; she lost her husband. Look at the one. Three men they went, and this woman, king, 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 king. They've killed them. (laughs) If any woman, any man sees Ruth and says, "Ah, that's not." That's a nice woman. They say, hey, hey, be careful. I ask for that family. Hey, if you go there, boom, they go, they go there, pound, they'll kill them. So she's isolated. No relatives. No husband. Nobody showing interest in her. And she's still young. She has no child because the husband died before they had a child. Her garment also represents self depreciation she lost every sense of beauty she is devaluing herself and then she finds favor one day and she's now called to a higher level and look at her response to her call when she was going to meet boaz the bible says she washed herself anointed herself. She's saying, if you don't wash me, I will wash myself. If you don't anoint me, I will anoint myself. And she put on her best garments. Joseph just changed his garment. Ruth put on her best garments. The question was, where was the best garment before now? It was there, but she wasn't wearing it. But Ruth knew this door may never open again. And she says, I'm going to present myself in the best way possible. Not as a widow who is disappointed, but as a woman who's desirable. She didn't want to appear dried and dead before Boaz. You can, I'm Ruth. Ruth what? I'm Naomi's uh, daughter-in-law. We are the ones who return. Our husband died and everybody died. But I'm here. Thank God she wasn't a Ghanaian woman. There are some women who present themselves that way and still hope that Boaz will be excited. (laughs) But the Bible says she washed herself washed away her shame washed away the depression washed away the disappointment washed away the smell of death from her anointed herself with life renewed her life squared her shoulders I'm sure she had done some weave on and just flipped her weave on and went to her wardrobe and look beyond all the widow clothes she's been wearing for years. The black, the black, the brown, the black, the brown. And she got to the best. Her party dress. The one she's been reserving for the day of joy. And she said, I don't know what this meeting is about. But I'm not going to miss this opportunity. She picks that. Wears it. And goes to meet Boaz. And you know the end of the story. She marries the richest man in town. What if she had not washed herself. Anointed herself. And put on her best. May I just suggest to somebody here. It's not too late to wash yourself. It's not too late to get free. From the old. It's not too late to anoint yourself again. It's not too late. To go and pick your best and put it on and present your best to the world. When you go for that interview this week, go with your best. Don't go to the interview panel, you sit down, you're ching and Ask ask for this job, I like it. I like it, but if you give it to me, I'm telling you, I'll do it. Tell the person that you put on your best. It's time to change your clothes. It's time to change your clothes. It's time to change your clothes. Then the last case study is the story of Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus, he had a different kind of garment. It was a beggar's garment. We have called him blind Bartimaeus, a man whose problem has become his identity. He's blind, he sat outside of Jericho, no vision, nothing to look forward to, he was confined to a sitting position, he was stagnant, he was moving nowhere, he had no money, he lived at other people's expense and every morning she put on, he'll put on his garments you know, the Jews had two sets of garments, the inner cloak, like what I'm wearing, the inner one, and the outer one. The inner one is, was the tunic. The outer one really represented who you were. And most of the time, people can tell who you are by what you're wearing on the outer garment. But Timios was wearing a beggar's garment, so when people see him, they would know this is a beggar and give him money. He's been wearing it for a long time, sitting in the same place. The beggar's garment represents self-pity. A garment of self-pity makes you feel like a victim, unable, unable to do anything for yourself. And some people have that garment on. Every morning they put on the beggar's garment. And they go begging and asking for arms and asking for help. Help me, help me, help me, help me. The beggar's garment is a garment of depending on other people. They see their future through the mercy of other people. And they blame other people for their failures. The beggar's garment exposes you to mistreatment by society. People don't respect beggars. They talk to you anyhow. People are not careful to talk to a beggar. They don't measure their words. They don't choose their words. They speak whatever comes to their mind, their mouth. Get off there. Move away. I don't want you. I don't want to see your face. Some of us have become that. People talk to us by heart. Sometimes the people talking to you are far, 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 far your juniors. Sometimes they are far younger than you. But when they insult you, you can't insult back. They insult you and you laugh and you smile and you make it as if it's a joke. They disgrace you, but you can't say, I don't like that, because your hand is in their mouth. So they say all kinds of nasty things about you, and somehow you swallow it. And you let it go as if it doesn't matter, but you know it matters. they are killing your spirit. But you can't talk back because you are wearing a beggar's garment. This morning, may God set you free from a beggar's garment. When you wear a beggar's garment, you have no choice. Whatever people give you, they expect you to like it. People give you their leftover, they expect you to be happy. And if you're not happy, they will insult you. And when they insult you, you keep quiet. A lot of us have that mentality, that garment. You go to visit your uncle, you're wearing a beggar's garment. You go visit your old school friend. You have a beggar's garment. This is somebody you sat in class with. And if truth be told, you used to have better grades than he has. But life has not been fair to you. And you've not been fair to yourself. Now you're wearing a beggar's garment. And you see him and you call him boss, chief, chief justice, magistrate. <laughs> and you're begging him. And when you look at him, your, your whole eyes... I saying, please help me 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 And that was what Bartimaeus was wearing that day outside the walls of Jericho But that morning something happened to Bartimaeus He heard a crowd a commotion people are moving around and and and, and Bartimaeus says what is happening They say well Jesus of Nazareth is passing this way he said we Jesus Jesus of Nazareth, the one who raises the dead, who feeds 5,000 with five loaves of bread, the one who walks on the sea, the one who makes cripples walk. Jesus is walking here. And Bartimaeus says, this is my window of opportunity. I have begged people for things. Day, I'm not going to beg people I'm going to ask God to step into my life so he begins to cry Jesus now if you know anything when people are blind they can't really figure out where people are properly so he's probably he's not even looking at Jesus's direction but he's shouting Jesus son of David I'm here have mercy on me and people say shut up And normally when you are a beggar and people say shut up, you shut up. Because you have no choice, you have no voice. But this day, Batimia says, I'm not going to shut up. I have shut up for too long. I have listened to you for too long. I'm not taking your advice. I'm not listening to you any longer. Enough is enough. And the Bible says, they say shut up and he shouted them more and he kept shouting and shouting because he determined I'm not going to be a beggar again I'm tired so Jesus stops and says who is calling who is calling me They he said hey, that guy there that beggar you know must I don't forget him you know these people they disturb your time they, they don't have a sense of urgency they don't understand priorities you know you have a priority you're going somewhere you know and Jesus says, bring him to me. I like, one thing I like about Jesus, he didn't say, let me go and lift him up. They said, the man is blind. He says, bring him. He has, he has to make an effort. He has to make an effort. He, he, he must show that he wants to be free. Bring him. So they went to Bartimaeus and said, hey, 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 keep quiet. He's calling you. I can almost imagine that. Hey, hey, shut up, shut up, shut up. It's calling you, it's calling you. And the Bible says, Bartimaeus. You know, when the Bible pauses to detail something that you think is insignificant, it means it's significant. I mean, the, the scripture writers could have just said, and Bartimaeus came to Jesus. But that's not what they said. They said he threw away his garment. I've worn this garment for too long. He threw away his garment and he arose and came to Jesus. I believe somebody must throw away the beggar's garment. The beggar's garment, you don't change it. You throw it away. It takes violence. It takes effort. It takes something that says in you, I am tired of this. Out you go. And today... If you will throw away your beggar's garment, God will give you the ability to make your own money. Make your own solution. You will not depend on other people. He will give you, he will heal your lost vision. He will heal your blindness. He will open your eyes to opportunities. He will open your eyes to things you haven't seen for too long because he wants to put in your hand the keys of your own destiny. I don't know whom I'm speaking to this morning, but somebody needs to change what they are wearing. Somebody needs to change what they are wearing. Maybe you are in prison like Joseph, but God is calling you. He's opened the door, and you need to say, I'm not going with this self limiting prisoner's garment i'm going to go as a new person not with a prisoner's beard but i'm going to go shaving my past is over i'm moving forward maybe you are like widow you are wearing the garment of desolation i'm alone nobody cares for me i'm alone nobody helps me life is hard life is difficult you know and every time is complaining and everybody around you is complaining your husband is complaining your wife is complaining children are complaining auntie's complaining cousins complaining nephews are complaining grandfather is complaining grandmother is complaining neighbors are complaining but you want to say a new door has opened And I'm going to wear my best garment. I'm going to smile. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to straighten my shoulders. I'm, I'm going to stand tall. I'm going to talk with confidence. Because this door is for me. Or maybe you are like. Batemius. You're wearing a beggar's garment. People have spat on you. Mistreated you. Insulted you. And all this time you smile when they insult you. But today you are saying. I'm not going to shut up any longer. Jesus, son of David, help me. I believe somebody needs to change what he or she is wearing this morning. Do you want to do that? Listen to me carefully. God believes in you. I said God believes in you. God believes in you. God knows what he has put inside you. He knows the destiny he planted in you. He knows what men have done to you. He knows what life has done to you. He knows what you have done to yourself. But he still believes in you. He still believes in you. Put your hand upon your chest and say, God believes in me. God believes in me. I believe in God. God believes in me. I believe in God. God believes in me, and I believe in God. I will rise again. My dream will not die. I will not be in prison. I will not die in this prison. I will arise. I will shave myself. I will change my clothing. In the name of Jesus, I will wash myself. I will anoint myself. I will put on my best garments. I will not sit begging. I will rise from here. I will throw away my beggar's garment. I will arise to my destiny. Because God believes in me. The plans he has for you, they are for good and not for evil. He wants to bring you to the expected end. He wants to bring you to the expected end. Don't stop believing that. God believes in you. his gifts and his callings are without repentance he has not changed his mind concerning you, he has not given up on you, he has not surrendered on you, he believes in you you have to believe in him and you have to believe in yourself, your dream will live again I said your dream will live again I said your dream will live again go to three people and tell them it's time to change your garments Change what you are wearing. Change what you are wearing. Put on your best. Put on your best. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebyn, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensa Autoville. Email Autoville at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.